We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Well, good morning, Middle America. Welcome to Wiggins, America. The greatest place on earth. It's a virtual paradise. And if you are here because we're like-minded then welcome. If you're here because you hate everything I stand for, you're also welcome. Let me uh, start with this. Been a big, big week, big week here in Wiggins, America. Uh, you don't believe in conspiracy theories, do you? Because I don't. You know, I, I only stick to what people say is true. And if enough people say it, then it must be true, right? So as long as the mainstream media is saying it, then it's true. Or government officials are doing it, then it must be true and right. They don't have ulterior motives. So if people in power do something, then you know for sure that it's the right thing because we can trust those people. Obviously, right? You agree with that. That's why you're here. Like I said, like-minded. So I just wanted to point this out since we're all in the same boat. UNESCO... And if you're not familiar with what UNESCO is, you probably heard that term before. It's an acronym. It's the UNESCO. It's the United Nations Educational Science something the C organization. So it's it's the it's basically the Ministry of Truth now, which we can trust because it has truth in the name. They have teamed up with Twitter and the European Commission to launch a campaign dubbed Think Before Sharing, Stop the Spread of Conspiracy Theories. So the people at the UN who are in the Educational Science Division of the UN want to stop us from believing false things. And we should trust them because they have our best interests in mind, always. The UN wants you to know that events are not secretly manipulated behind the scenes by powerful forces with negative intent. I'm not just saying that from some article. That's actually what they said in this UNESCO campaign. They quote, secret, they don't want you to be, believe, quote, secretly manipulated behind the scenes by powerful forces with negative intent, unquote, things exist. I didn't read that sentence very well, but you get the point. They're out against this stuff. They want to debunk it, maybe even pre-bunk it. And we should trust them because they're in power and they have our best interests in mind. So if you are, if you find yourself possibly believing a conspiracy theory, there are some checks and balances <clears throat> that you should go through. According to UNESCO, they're helping us figure that out. Like, for instance, and I'm just bringing up a random example here. If the FBI were to raid the home of a former president, 
looking for who knows what, but just let's just say they were they were looking for some documents that had been classified. Now, the former president had declassified those, according to Cash Patel and many others, but um, that doesn't matter. They, they were looking for classified documents, and whether they found any or not doesn't really matter. They're in power now, so we should trust them. Trump is not in power, so we should not trust him. And currently, Biden is in power, so we should trust him. Trump is not. We should not trust him. So that, that's the way this goes. Uh, according to UNESCO, quote, if you are certain you have encountered a conspiracy theory on the Internet, then you must react immediately and post a relative link to a fact-checking website in the comments. So you can link any sort of fact-check as long as it agrees with you and is against whatever the article or the video is about doesn't matter that the fact checkers themselves are wrong all the time <laughs> and just people in their basement, you know, coming up with a fact check. Some dude writes an article and says, fact checking the president's latest speech. Uh, it seems that he's said some things that were a little bit off. <laughs> some guy, you can link that to make everybody know that you're actually right. And also that nobody knew you could do that until now. UNESCO said, here's what you should do. You could fo- post a, a link to an article that agrees with you. And nobody's thought of that yet. <laughs> it's amazing. But here's what is, I, I really wanted to get to here from UNESCO. Um, not just the counteractions that you can do to debunk conspiracy theories, but what actually is a conspiracy? You know, how do you, how do you look? How do you find out? They've got all these different, I'm looking through them all right now, because they've got all these different little graphics that are going to help us uh, figure out what they are. This little graphic here is great. It's called, Is This One? Check Before Sharing. So here's their checklist to help you figure out whether it's a conspiracy theory or not. It's unlikely to be a conspiracy theory if the author has recognized qualifications and credentials in the topic. So if you're a a doctor, you would be more likely to be right about coronavirus, for instance. Like Dr. Robert Malone, for instance. You you could listen to him because he's a doctor, right? Uh, He wouldn't be a conspiracy theorist. The author uses verifiable facts and evidence from scientific or academic research, which cannot be manipulated. Uh, The source has been quoted by several reputable media outlets or government agents for instance, like for for instance, for instance, if the president, or I should say at the time, uh, the candidate for presidency had a son who's involved in a lot of shady things, and he was so high that he dropped off his laptop at some random computer repair shop and just left it there, and then that person was going over this and going, oh man, there's a lot of illegal activity on here. And it's high-level activity, or it involves high-level politics. I'm going to contact law enforcement, <clears throat> including the FBI, and see if they would be interested in having this. And then they they weren't. So he continued to pursue it and say, "There's issues here." Uh, and then a whole bunch. I think it was within the 30s, maybe even more 40s or 50s amount. That, that's how many agents of the CIA <clears throat> came out and said. No, that's that's Russian disinformation. There's no way that laptop is real. 
you should trust that. You should trust it because it came from a lot of media sources and it came from a lot of official government agents who have credentials who told you the truth, which is that that laptop was false and not Hunter Biden's. But then what do you do later? You know what? I, I didn't think about this. What do you do later when a whole bunch of other credentialed experts and other media outlets, including the same media outlet that debunked it originally before the election, comes out and says it was real, then I guess you... You trust it then because they've changed their mind and they're looking out for you. So they, they, they found the truth. That's what, that's what happened is they just found the truth. So, so that's good. It's actually an exercise in trust. And just a couple more here. Uh, the author does not shy away from exploring complexity, including perspectives. The author is prepared to acknowledge the limits to their own knowledge and uh, their tone is objective and factual. So if somebody is speaking factually, you can trust that what they're saying are facts. Because if they're saying something with emotion in it or opinion, then they, they're saying something false. But if you just write an article, if, if you, for instance, listening, decided to write an article, or I did, did because I have credentials, I have a media pass to get into events and stuff, I have credentials. So if I write an article, which I do, by the way, for Odyssey all the time, uh, that just speaks in a factual tone, according to UNESCO, you should trust that because it's not, it's not full of crazy is what they're trying to say. <laughs> they're, they're basically just trying to funnel all information through the mainstream media and through institutions that they have power in. <laughs> if, you, if we don't have their thumb on it, they don't want you to use it. That's the, the that's the uh, thesis of the whole thing, isn't it? Well, that's the conclusion I came to anyway, but what do I know? I, I don't matter. I don't fall within one of those categories. I mean, I have media credentials, but not at the right institutions. So you shouldn't listen to me. You should turn this show off and definitely not continue to listen because we don't have anything else for the next two hours. Just go away. Wiggins and Brown. Unbelievable to say that Roy Wells is back and he's brought his radio voice. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing that we don't even need to bring real... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Content. The quality of the voice is perfect, Roy. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Do you want to talk about something? Sure. Have you been watching the news? I have a little bit, yeah. Oh, really? I thought the answer to that question was no, because you've been trying to open about 14 businesses all at the same time. <laughs> well, I check in on the headlines periodically. Uh, what's sticking out to you? I mean, this week, I would think that you paid attention to the biggest story, but aside from the FBI raid, which I'm assuming you know about, yep. has anything in the last... You haven't been here for a month right. or more. Anything in the last month that you're like, oh, I really wanted to talk about that? Uh, putting you on the spot here. Putting me on the spot. There's, I don't know, there's always uh, COVID stuff popping up. Uh-huh. More, more stuff about how everybody's going to die and thinning out the population and the great reset and all of the oh okay the usual you're going deep globalist uh yeah <clears throat> i that's see, I, that's I, a little bit i'm tired of it <laughs> okay okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, i uh, i actually thought the last since about the 4th of july i'm not going to say there's been no news but i thought that for what we've been experiencing for the last few years, it's actually been kind of slow. Well, I, I, I would put in the big news category is the the primaries. A yeah. lot of the... Yeah, that's been a Trump big one. Locally, especially, have been, too. Yeah, have yeah. been winning. So um, it remains to be seen if that's going to hold up for the general elections, but but it's a pretty big deal, I think... The, the Trump raid is just going to make that a stronger case for a lot of people is... Yeah. I mean, that that's just ridiculous that that even happened. What was your initial reaction to that on, what was it, Tuesday night that that really broke? Yeah. I thought it was, it was so, from a political standpoint, strategically, it was such a boneheaded move mm. to, to do that because it's just going to inflame mm-hmm. an already semi-rabid... <clears throat> Um, base. For well, I Trump. think it's expanded his base too. Mm-hmm. I mean, people I've talked to around here who are because there, there's people kind of all over the spectrum on Trump. Not that anybody, and I'm not talking about just 97.1, but people in general, both at the radio station and in my personal life, who are conservative. A lot of people want to move on from Trump. I understand that, um, but a lot of people don't. It's kind of split, and I don't think these are people who would. If, if Trump's the nominee, that they would say, ah, I'm not going to vote. You know, I think these are people who get on board. But a lot of those people have said, now I want him to run. Now, if I, if I was on the fence, I'm over the fence now. I, I want yeah. him to run. I, he deserves it. And it's, it's, it's bringing up all those things from the last six years now that he has had to go through just because he was willing to stand up to, for lack of a better word, the establishment and they're they're fighting back. They're biting back hard. He's not even in office, right? I mean, it's it's really incredible. So I think you're right on that front. Yeah, and even people who, you know, there's there's the diehards that just Trump 100 percent all the way. There's the people which I think is a lot of people who are, I like what he did if he would have just stayed off of Twitter. What I'm seeing is a lot of the people who were the, I wish he would just not, tweet. Uh. Are are even they don't care anymore? It's like mm-hmm. it's gotten so bad. Yeah, somebody's got to get in there and clean it out. And Trump's the only guy. Yeah, that'll do it. That's that's actually been my argument for the last year and a half. 
when we've been talking about it, just kind of kicking it around, what do you think, DeSantis, Trump, and all that stuff, is I I do think DeSantis could and probably would root out a lot of that stuff. But that, to me, is such an important issue of getting rid of whatever you want to call it, the deep state, the swamp, the unelected government, the bureaucratic whatevers, mm-hmm. the people who never leave. You know, We, we right. elect people who come and go, but those people stay forever. They're not going anywhere. And that, to me, is the biggest threat right now to democracy is those people, those agencies. And Trump, to me, is a guarantee that he's going to go in and just clean house. Mm-hmm. And that has to happen. Yep. And I think this highlights that, that, and thankfully it's been something that I can say I've been very consistent on, that that's almost priority number one, is that that stuff's got to be cleaned out. I mean, we talk about election integrity a lot too. They're, they're kind of related. They're not exactly the same issue. But those two things run a neck and neck for me, that mm-hmm. those two things have to be solved. And whoever is going to solve them, if it's Tulsi Gabbard or Bernie Sanders, I don't care. You know, right. if though if economics are important to me, but put economics aside for those two issues for four years and I'll vote for you. Yeah. Like all the things combined, those two things have to be solved. So Tuesday night, I got really initially very angry. I think like everybody else did and went, this is too much. I am pissed off. Mm-hmm. This has to stop. And then backed off a little bit and went, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to find out the facts. I'm on the radio. I don't want to just blurt out. I want to find out what's going on. Well, then by the next day that I was on the radio, because this happened in the evening, you know, by the next day, I was already mad again because there had been no facts. Right. We still don't know almost anything. And there's little leaks here and there about this is what it probably was. This is what was going on. Maybe. But the fact that we still don't know means more to me now because it looks like this was basically a worthless thing that they decided to go in after. If you're going to raid a president, you better have Watergate tapes. Yeah, it better be more than just he scribbled something on a napkin when he was talking to Kim Jong-un. Or, yeah, whatever it was. Or this looks like, and again, we don't know for sure, but it looks like it's going to be, well, he, he saved some things from the National Archives. What? That's it. That's it. If that's it, you have really stepped in it here. No, and it. I'll be honest with you that that's always kind of. We've talked about this a little bit before about the the conservatives who were really focused on appearing rational, mm-hmm. and so they they'll well, let's wait and see, or we don't have any proof the election was. They don't want to commit to. Yeah, they don't want to commit to anything because it makes anything. them look bad. With this, I, there were people coming out and saying, well, let's see it play out. Now, you kind of mentioned that a yeah. little bit. It, it, that just infuriates me because there's no justification. No, no. I Well, unless, to me, it was unless he really has committed high crimes. I mean, we're talking like everybody would agree, oh, shoot, yeah, you can't do that, especially as president. I don't even buy that because we've... We've been witnessing mm-hmm. terrible behavior by our politicians for decades. And I can't even imagine any Trump doing anything that would supersede 
from a criminal standpoint, just what Hillary Clinton has done. Yeah. yeah. Much less Clinton and some people would argue Bush and with the Iraq stuff and all that. I mean, there's there's nothing I can imagine that Trump would do or have done that could be justification for what happened. I'm glad you brought up the Clinton thing because I, I see people both on the right and the left bringing up the Hillary Clinton comparison and saying, and the left will say, well, the FBI did go after Clinton. So this is justified because it, it is equal justice because they did go after her and they did investigate her. On the right, we're all saying uh, they went after Clinton, but they didn't do anything. And she apparently had a lot of things that were completely erased. They, they really didn't do anything other than the timing of it was what people are questioning. You know, oh, right before an election, why'd you do that? But aside from that, the only comparisons between, and there, these are two major comparisons between the two. One is that Trump's stuff was printed. Hers was all digital. Hers no, was... No, not if you go back to when, go back to when they were in the White House. And what's his name? I, I'm blanking on his name, but the guy was stuffing documents into his socks and, and oh yeah, I know what you're talking it. about. And and all the the what's the the list of Clinton people who have been who've died mysteriously? Or, yeah, yeah. You know, committed suicide or you know, it's just there's I, I, it's just not even. Well, I get all that stuff. I'm just comp- I'm comparing FBI to FBI. And I don't think classified was, documents to classified documents. I don't think Hillary was ever investigated. There, Comey came out and said before they even interviewed her or any of her staff that nothing was going to happen to her. Yeah, and fair to say, and that's my point, is that she wasn't really investigated. They did not raid her home. Right. That is a big, big difference. Right. Second difference, and that's the one that everybody's kind of talking about, is that, look, this is a big deal because <laughs> she... She was a candidate at the time. He actually, he was the president. That's that's a huge difference. Right. She was never the president. He was the president. The president can declassify anything he wants. Mm-hmm. And Cash Patel is out there saying that he actually did declassify all this stuff so that he could take it home. And I don't know what the process is for de- declassification, but he seems to be implying that the process is basically you're the president and you go, this is declassified. Yeah. I don't think there's like a, a form you have to fill out. <laughs> you know, I don't think they've they've said, well, here's how you declassify something. He declassified all of it, apparently. So he has the right to do that with whatever he wants. He's the president. She was never the president. Yeah. She was a secretary of state, but she can't declassify stuff. Right. That's a huge difference. And nobody's talking about that difference. So all the Clinton stuff that you're talking about is all still true. But even comparing apples and apples, these things don't line up. It, it's sad to me that people even are trying to have the discussion about, I mean, trying to logically and rationally debate on why or why not this should have happened. Yeah. It's just it's just wrong. Yeah. There, there's no justification. We You shouldn't be in a position to have to defend Trump because you can't use the Justice Department as the executor, the president who's in charge of the Justice Department, to go after your political enemy. It just doesn't. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's never happened before. 
it's it's com- the the well it has happened just enough to impeach Trump. You know, uh, oh, it looks right. like you were going after a political opponent when you called Vladimir Zelensky of oh, Ukraine. Right. <clears throat> we're going to impeach you because you were going after a political opponent. But this that's the double standards that everybody's freaking out about, including me, going, this is unbelievable. It, it, unbelievable. It's so tiresome to me yes. to be bringing up, pointing out the double standards and the hypocrisy because, and I have this discussion with couple of my brothers who are also conservative, they they try to point out, continuously point out hypocrisy and double standards. I'm like, it, all you're doing is making yourself mad because the other side doesn't care yeah. if it's yeah. if it's hypocritical. No, not the people in power don't. No. And not at so all. That's not, you know, it's not a winning argument yeah. to convince anybody on the other side to look at the hypocrisy. Well, it's, it's justified because I'm on the... Yeah, you I'm know, on the right side of I'm history. I'm on the right side. So. I'm morally right, so it, anything I do doesn't matter. Exactly. Which I really have to say that I don't think the right does. No. I really don't. And that's a huge difference. Because I'll, I'll point out the the hypocrisy on both sides. That's one where I think, generally speaking, I'm not saying 100% of all people, but I think generally the philosophy of the right is that there are rules that are sort of transcendent. Yes. And they, they should apply to everybody. And the left seems to really say, well, we'll use the laws to push our own morality because our morality is actually above the law. Right. And those are very different philosophies, and they play out very differently in a society. And this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Is And I think it's not that we're 100% always right on this, but I think the philosophy of the right, of a libertarian or constitutional conservative uh, generally speaking, people on the right mm-hmm. is that, and, and I'm, I'm explaining the same thing again here, but just that the, these are laws that should apply also to me, yeah, and not just to you, but to me, and I will abide by them. But the, the the playing field has to be level, and I think that we can really stake a lot of ground there. And so I think sometimes pointing out that hypocrisy, while it's not going to affect the people in power, it does point out that there's a narrative. Mm-hmm. And it does make the average person kind of realize, you know what, that's true, and kind of agree with there should be equal application of everything. Yeah. Which is, oddly, <clears throat> the argument against Trump. Well, you have to have equal application of the law, so, yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's fine to raid his home. Well, that actually what you're proving there right. is what I just said, is that you feel morally justified, therefore anything goes. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, you can stick around for a little bit. Sure. Okay, because uh, lots to catch up on with you since you haven't been here. Oh, Roy, I, I should have. Here, I'm, I'm so good at broadcasting that instead of introducing you at the beginning of the segment, <laughs> <laughs> old Roy is here. I'm introducing you at the end, but old Roy will be back. We have lots to show. Well, what hasn't been discussed a whole lot this week is the 87,000 new IRS agents. A little bit. That, that would have been the headline of the week had not the FBI decided to raid the president's home. However, there is a lot to discuss here, and so I broke down the math of these new agents and how much exactly are we spending, we, the American people, are funding this so that they can come back and take more money from us. I went ahead and did the math, and I explained it in my Wiggins America segment on the Annie Fry Show this week. American Media Export. Wiggins America. I looked at the math 
of the IRS thing because this 87,000 new IRS employees is, is just mind-boggling to me. Apparently, there are only 78,000 employees there right now. So you're talking about if they're actually going to use all that money to hire new employees, which is debatable whether that's what it's going to go for. But that's how they're getting the number. They say, this is how much money, this is how many employees you could hire with that. And it's not just agents. The, the, the fact checks are out there. Well, they keep saying it's going to be IRS agents. It's not actually agents. It's employees. Okay, hmm. fine. Fine. 87,000 new IRS employees is what we're going to say. So that's the math that I used. And quoting Time Magazine here, by going more forcefully after tax cheats and increasing compliance, the Congressional Budget Office estimates the agency will increase revenue by $204 billion over the next decade. Keyword there, decade. They're not talking about per year. They're talking about over 10 years. <clears throat> That's $20 billion a year. So if you do the math, like I just did for you, Glassdoor says the average salary of an IRS employee is $81,000. So it's no huge leap to say that if you add benefits, you add the cost of doing the audits, travel costs, six figures, office space, general worker costs, electricity, rents, all that stuff. It's it's safe to say that you could you could spend $100,000 per new employee, right? I think that they usually say that your benefits are usually worth about a third of your salary. So this would actually be above that then. I would I, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. So but I thought fair we'd say just $100,000 per new employee, just to be fair. That's $8.7 billion per year that they're going to have to find from your pockets just to cover their own increased expenses from this. Well, they'll so, just raise taxes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. What do you think those IRS agents are going to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is I don't know why this is so complicated for everybody to figure out. Well, this yeah. is the first time they've paid for what they're actually... In, in increasing. I just thought I just thought we'd, we'd take a look and make sure we were all on the same page when we look at what this means as far as, you know, spending money and them coming after your money. Uh, and they also say after after the $8.7 billion per year that they'll have to increase just to break even that they're going to make an additional $20 billion. So they are coming after a whole lot more of people who have loopholes or things you missed. Now, hang on a second, though, because what they said was they won't be taxing anyone in this bill. This is all the big Build Back Better stuff, right? They won't be taxing anyone who makes under $400,000 a year. Now, they didn't say they wouldn't audit anybody who makes under $400,000 a year. <laughs> so all these 87,000 new IRS employees, they may still be coming after you if you make under $400,000. let us just be clear. But the percent of people who they will be taxing more now, above 400000 a year, only 0.8% of Americans make above $400,000 a year. So what they're saying is they needed 87,000 new people to go after 0.8% of America to in make this increase of $20 billion a year. That's I know it's a lot of math, but essentially what we're saying is even the publicly available numbers don't make a whole lot of sense here in the whole Build Back Better. Wow, that's amazing. Wiggins, America. That is amazing. Hard turn here into a different topic that I want to spend just a couple minutes on. COVID. We're not talking about COVID much anymore. Everybody's over it. I will speak from, eh, it's not personal experience, but it is a, a close friend 
who was just having some treatments done in the hospital, and she she had to have some pretty intense stuff done. Uh, and I, I won't go into it. I won't say her name, and I won't even go into the treatments. But she was concerned while she was quarantining ahead of these treatments because to go into the hospital, she had to spend five days away from everybody so she didn't have COVID or whatever. Well, she thought during that five days that she actually got COVID. And she said, I don't know how. I wasn't really around anybody other than maybe her husband's. Who, and, and that would be enough, right? Maybe he had it and maybe he passed it to her. No symptoms. But he, she started to see a little bit of symptoms show up. Well, then she went to the hospital and said, look, I, I didn't test myself for COVID because I didn't really know what to do. Because if I tested positive, then I couldn't do these, these treatments that were life-altering. We're talking about like radiation and cancer stuff here. So obviously, the cancer is way bigger concern than the possibility of having COVID, which in her case was, was sniffles. But if she had tested positive for COVID, she couldn't go get cancer treatments. So she t- decided not to test, went in, told them, look, I didn't test, but I could have it. And they all, well, some, one of them of the doctors put a COVID sticker on her, her form. The other doctors apparently down the line all just took that off and said, we don't know. We don't care. <clears throat> Obviously, your cancer treatments are so much more important. But it's all about this social pressure now. Um, one person could have just blown that whole thing up if they said, no, she has to be tested. Oh, if she has COVID, they're sending her home. She's not getting her treatments. It, that's, that's where we're at right now. But most people, and that's, that's, a, that's a positive story I'm telling you, because the majority of those doctors, they said, we don't care. We know what's right here. We're going to do it. That's great. That's good news. We're moving past this thing. But there's still, like I said, there's still that one, that one person could have ruined the whole thing. I say that because in the news right now, they've changed the guidances again. And it's positive. You know, we're moving away from this, so that's all good news. But they're acknowledging that there's pretty much no difference between unvaccinated and vaccinated now. The new guidance no longer recommends that unvaccinated people quarantine after exposure, instead suggesting that they should mask up for 10 days and get tested five days after they were exposed. That's the same guidance that was previously given to vaccinated people and boosted people who were exposed to COVID. Essentially, it simplifies everything for everybody. And I'm reading this from ABC News just so that I can not give you, you know, somebody's spin. Well, <laughs> I caught myself there as if they're not giving you their own spin. But I was looking for just a, a fact-based report. And most of the ones I'm seeing are saying what I'm saying, which is, oh, now you're finally going to acknowledge that the vaccines don't prevent against transmission at all. They don't. And everybody knew that. Uh, and people have known that for a while now, but if you said that, you'd get banned from Twitter or you'd get ostracized. You might have lost your job if you didn't uh, comply for a while there. Of course, most of that was struck down, not all of it, but most of it was by the Supreme Court and through the OSHA rules. But it's just amazing that we, we're not learning our lesson on these things. We come up with rules, we come up with this is the narrative, and then you don't deviate from the narrative unless you want to get punished. And that is, that's a dangerous precedent because it's not just medical. COVID's going to be over, as we just read. You know, COVID, we're moving beyond it. That's good. But it's whatever the next one is now. And I, I read a story a couple of weeks ago about how YouTube has decided that now they're going to censor information 
what they, they say misinformation about abortion. So it never ends. It wasn't ever intended to be just we're going to protect people during the COVID era. It's it's the old slippery slope. You start doing it one time, and now you can't talk about election integrity. Now you can't talk about abortion. Whatever the hot-button issue is at the time, they're just going to start censoring things that disagree with their opinions on the narrative. And it's really embarrassing because, as you know, wait six months, and the narrative turns out to be wrong over and over again, as was proved by COVID and many other cases. So... I just point that out, not because I want to uh, bring you down, but because I actually think that's mostly positive news as far as COVID goes. We're moving past it. But we got to be aware of how much we're being controlled with the narrative of news and uh, of tech. It's one of the reasons that I don't like broadcasting on some of those sites is because they, they will censor what I say and I wouldn't be able to broadcast on them anyway. So I, I guess I'm just staying one step ahead. Stick around. I've got, I'll tell you this, I don't get excited about movies and TV shows a whole lot. I love watching movies and TV shows like anybody else. If I watch a good one, I want to share that with you. But I don't get excited ahead of time because I'm let down so often. The Matrix was the last one, Matrix number four, that I got excited about when I heard, oh, I I can't wait to see this. And I should have learned my lesson. It kind of stunk. It wasn't terrible, terrible. It was just like, whatever. Okay. Well, I'm excited about another one, and I got to tell you, that's pretty rare, and I hope I'm not going to be let down, and I hope you won't either, but it's one that I love, love, love that they're rebooting a science fiction series. Stick around. We'll talk about that next. So what's this series that's being reboot that I'm so excited about that I usually don't get excited about because reboots usually stink, but, and well, this one, who knows? I haven't seen it yet. It might stink just the same, but I am still excited about it. Quantum Leap is getting a reboot, and they're not, uh, I guess reboot maybe isn't the right word because I always refer to reboots as something that they're restarting. Um, This is actually a sequel, so this is carrying on the story of Dr. Sam Beckett, who at the end, now I don't know if you finished the series Quantum Leap. Most people are familiar with the concept of Quantum Leap, that Dr. Sam Beckett disappears, he goes back into the past, and he writes things that were wrong. Well, in the later seasons... Most episodes are pretty boring. They, they're they the same thing every time, you know. So after four seasons of it, you're going, all right, what's next? Well, in season five, I think they realized that. They were trying to get to syndication, trying to get to 100 episodes. So they start introducing all kinds of concepts, like that there are other leapers, they call the evil leapers, that he's having to, Sam's having to jump back in to situations he had already been in. <clears throat> so he's going, revisiting stuff from seasons one and two that he had already fixed, but that other evil leapers are going in and trying to mess up. So that's a whole different thing that if you never finish that series, this is the original series I'm talking about. That was super interesting. And at the end, well, I think actually in season five too, and at the very end of the season, he's actually realizing he's fighting Satan the whole time. Yeah. And at the very end of the series, it's unclear whether he's dead, but he never really makes it back home, home. It's more that he has grand revelations about what he's been doing for the last five years, and that he's been working for God, essentially. So if, if you've never watched season five of Quantum Leap, it's probably worth it. But the new one picks back up, and apparently Sam Beckett's still missing, so they pick the, uh, the, the project back up. Ernie Hudson's in it, and I guess it'll premiere in September on NBC, so it won't be on streaming yet. I guess I'll have to get 
TV again. Uh, the first couple episodes are really important. They are setting up that 30 years after Sam Beckett, Scott Bakula, vanished in the Quantum Leap Accelerator, a new team has assembled to restart the project. And everything changes when Ben, who's, I guess, the star of the series, much like Sam, makes an unauthorized leap into the past that leaves the rest of his team working to solve the mystery of why he did it. They don't even know why he did. So Ernie Hudson, again, uh, he's a military man. and you know, So I don't, I don't know exactly where it'll go, but that's the very basic plot of it. And honestly, it's more for me, it's more of an endorsement of watching season five of the original again to see all the crazy stuff they introduced to see if they'll pick up any of that in the new series. More with Roy and Trisha actually in the next hour of Wiggins America ahead. More at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.